Welcome to another episode of Together We Can, the podcast where we come together to explore topics to support students and families. I'm your host, Wendy Johnson, superintendent of the amazing CUNA School District. Today, we're talking about a special celebration happening this year. 100 years ago, our community dedicated its first CUNA high school building, and CUNA High School will graduate its 100th graduating class in May. Here today to talk about all things CUNA High School and probably the city of CUNA are CUNA School Board Chairman Kim Nixon, Owyhee County Historical Museum Director Eric Scarsvo, and former CUNA School District Superintendent Doug Rutan. Could each of you mind just sharing with our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your connection to CUNA High School? How about we start with you, our graduate, Eric? Sure. Yep. I am the director of the Hawaii County Museum in Murphy and been there for about five years now, preserving and collecting the history of that county. And you had know a thing or two about CUNA as well, right? Yes, well, yeah. I've been uh, living in the town since 2001 and okay. graduated in 2011 from CUNA okay. High. Great. Thank you so much. How about you, Doug? Yeah, I'm Doug Rutan. I uh, born and raised in the Valley, attended Meridian Schools, and worked in the Meridian School District for 20 years and then came to CUNA as superintendent for nine years and then left and did two other superintendencies in Arizona and came back. And I've now, in my 19th year, I've been driving school buses. Yay, thank and you. And this year, I'm driving my granddaughters Yay. to Silver Trail. So I'm very excited about that. Wonderful. And you you did some research for your doctoral my dissertation, My doctoral right? dissertation was the history of the Meridian School District. Okay, great. Which Included CUNA. Some of CUNA, yeah. yes. Okay, thank you. And how about you, Chairman Nixon? Well, I came to CUNA in 1981 as a third grade teacher Yay. and just fell in love with the community and was able to teach CUNA history to students. And I really feel that it's important that as people learn the history mm-hmm. of their community, they have a buy-in to the community. Yeah, yeah. And so I really was an important piece of what I taught yeah. for those students to buy into where they lived and what happened. So that's kind of where I came in, and I've just enjoyed CUNA ever since. Yay. Thank you. Thank you guys all for being here. I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your stories and your ideas. I, I'm a big history buff myself, and I, I think place is important in, in our own stories. Um, so thank you guys. So I'm going to just start with some questions, and we're just going to keep the conversation going about 100 years of CUNA High School in our beloved town. It's a pretty special milestone for all of us. Um, can any of you share the founding story of our school? Sure. The first school uh, was a tent, and it opened in 1908 at, out at the curve, which is a roundabout now, where the, it's <laughs> yes. set where the Route 69 car wash is. And right across to where the city park is was, was Fremont Teed's home. Okay. And then the school got too many students for the tent, so he moved out and let his home become a school for a while until they built the first school where Indian Creek sits, the first of three schools, and it was built in 1910 for $7,000. Wow. Two-story building, (laughs) two-story building, and it burned in 1925. They built a second school that burned in 1957, and then we have the current uh, Indian Creek School, which is our oldest surviving school. Yeah. And... 
where the school sits, it's a rise for the community. It was called Rattlesnake Hill, yeah. probably for good reason. Yeah. I, I was just going to add that little fact. In fact, um, the older kids who were up above on the second level were told to always watch out for the younger kids to make sure that those rattlesnakes were not oh, yeah. there. So kind of an interesting little antidote. Yeah. Also, our first teacher, his name was Gaylord Green, uh-huh. and he taught at that little tent. And uh, wow! And uh, from what I've read some of the history the girls thought he was just adorable (laughs) i can't imagine teaching in a tent i wonder what that would have been like cold 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 (laughs) hot Hot. right yeah Yeah. i think they were glad when they got inside the teed homestead that was their homestead was right where um the grange hall is in that area it shows the picture shows 13 kids that's a lot for that tent yes back then we were in the middle of the desert there was not a tree not a blade of grass so when wind blew there was no protection yeah. So yeah. And to show the pride, it's a tent, but they still have the flagpole with the American flag <laughs> they outside. Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, a teacher you have to remember the Oregon Short Line was still there, right. and so you had to be careful. I'm sure of all that railroad coming through and the excitement that was to this town. Oh yeah. Uh, was that Oregon Short Line and how they would stop, and let the letters off. And the letters, take the letters on. And they had a little post that I read that uh, they put the mail sack over that post. And as the train slowed down, it was a hook. And as the train slowed down, they would grab it. But the fun thing that the kids loved was sometimes it would open up the bag and the letters would go flying. (laughs) So it was fun to pick those up for the postmaster in town. So. That's really cool. So I, I don't think we have issues with rattlesnakes anymore at Indian Creek, thankfully. But I have been out there on the recess at a time where a child caught a bull snake and was really proud of it. But he was a CUNA kid, so he's tough. He's like, he knew what it was and was really proud to share it with all of us. I don't think the teachers were as excited about it as he was. So thankfully, no more rattlesnakes. So um, how would you say the... CUNA High has evolved over the past century. Talked a little bit about the different buildings burning down. and Well, the, the first graduates were in that uh, school on the hill. Yeah. But they were just like in a classroom. Right. They added high school later. Then after it opened, well, obviously be what, four or five years after yeah. it opened as a for this, the younger kids. One thing, it's still always closed in the fall for harvest season, yeah. like most schools in the Valley yeah. did. And I know that with the fires, it was really a struggle for the district yeah. because their insurance, they didn't get they didn't get the message. The board never insured the building for yeah. what it was worth, so they yes. always had to cut corners on each new yeah. building they built. Yeah. But with the growth, they kept building schools. Obviously, mm-hmm. it was very important. Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to, in my research, to some of the people who attended there. Ardell, mm. Ardella Dorsey, who was a Burheim, says she remembers when it burnt, they went around the corner to the White House. Um, and that's where they had school for a couple of years till the, the new one was built. This oh, was wow. in 1957. Okay. And it happened at night. So no one was there. Thank heavens. The first one was during the day. And my understanding was a teacher had, um, you know, and Doug can probably, he's researched this probably better than I have, but in 1923, they were trying to find a, or raise money, fund, bond for a school, but they weren't able to do it. It didn't pass because they were arguing over where they wanted the school to go. So you had those that wanted one place and those that wanted the other. And so it did not pass. Mm -hmm. It didn't pass until... Later, and then it was built, and our first graduation graduating class was 1924. And you probably know the amount. 
I don't know if you know. It's it's in the in the book. Forty thousand. Yeah. Wow. To build a whole high school. Yeah. yeah. So. And it was just the main building. It didn't have. There were two additions later: yeah. the gym, which is still around, and then the library auditorium. Doug, would you talk a little bit? It's um, you know this last bond that failed for us. You know, one of the pieces of information that we receive from community members who are new to us, like they don't understand the idea of phases, right? That's kind of been a history of how we've built schools in this community. Can you talk about that? Like, why phases? Why has it been what well, we've done? Typically, with the sixty-six and two-thirds, yeah. it's almost. An impossibility when yeah. you think about it, because typically people fall into three thirds. You know, yeah. the, all four, all against, and then you have a third of yeah on the fence. But you got to get all of that on the fence yeah. to say yes in order yeah. for it to pass. And so most big bond issues, whether it be CUNA or Meridian yeah. or and around the country, fail the first time yeah. because people just are caught off guard and yeah. don't quite understand the importance of it. And then it's a then it's a light bulb for the kids, parents, families that are mm-hmm. sending their kids to the overcrowded schools to say, hey, we better go vote. Yeah. So it's to me, it's just, if you look back through history, it happened a lot. When they first built the first uh, five schools in Meridian after the consolidation mm-hmm. in 1950, it took four times. Oh, wow. Centennial High School in 1988, the yep. second high school for Meridian, took five times. CUNA High School today mm-hmm. took two times. Yeah. Uh, which... I wished it had been the first time, but <laughs> right, but right. Uh, it it it's just. I guess the first time is always kind of a wake up call to people that I guess we better pay attention. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. The, that we have a problem, and uh, but it'd be nice if it was the first time yeah. because what they don't understand, I guess they maybe do, is every time you fail, the second one's going to cost you more. And Your taxes will be more; yes. it won't be less. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, we just have to keep. Doing what's right. So we have such a beautiful facility in CUNA High School. I mean, it is. And it was a phased. Be, phase, overbuilt, over phases. You just finished yeah. the final phase yeah. of what was originally planned yeah. when, we, when it opened. Yeah. Um, what, what was the first official CUNA High School building like? Because we have part of it. We do still. have part of it in the yeah. high school and the... I was so excited to find that. We did a kind of a search for, is there anything from the old high school? Yeah. This guy, I can't remember his name now, but he's an old Doyle's somebody. Okay. Uh, he drove a milk route. But uh, okay. anyway, he says, well, I have something in my barn here that I got <laughs> that you might be interested in. Cool. And it was and it was in horrible shape, but that old the entryway entry window. Pick window. The entryway to the original Arch, yeah. So I told the architects I wanted that somewhere, and they put it in a pretty yeah. good spot. Um, I know they sold bricks from the uh-huh. CUNA High School, so they're all around town, yeah. I'm assuming. People have People them. People have them. Do you have one, Eric's? By no, chance? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't now know. you're going to be on the lookout well, for I didn't one, know right? that was a window. There's an old house supposedly on... 10 Mile is still standing, but you got to uh-huh. go into the subdivision to get to it across from the middle school. That okay. Supposedly, the whole patio was built from the white bricks from the school on the hill oh, cool. when it burned. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's I didn't know we had the window until after I graduated high school. The whole four years, I never knew that arched window. And the principal's, well, between the principal's office and lobby was the window yeah. until he tells me after I graduated. I'm like, 
Oh. Well, I never went into principal's office, so maybe that's why I never <laughs> <didn't> used <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a label on there's it now. There's a small so, label. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they, I don't know if they how they ever if they promote that or not. But yeah. I bet there's a lot of teachers that probably don't know. Don't, that. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. They will now because yeah. we've just told that's them right. that's good. So what? One of the things that makes Cuna uh, High memorable is our mascot, right? Is the caveman. Why caveman? And do we know if it's always been the caveman for Cuna High? Well, the cave- and caveman with a K. That's right, caveman with a K. And play on words because of Cuna. And <laughs> really, the caveman came because we have Cuna caves. Yeah. And everyone's fascination with the going down in Cuna caves uh-huh. and exploring that's been for forever. Used to be easy access. Yeah. yeah. A lot different than it is today. Yeah. And- so many keggers or I don't know what they <laughs> back in those days, but, but they'd have a lot of parties down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know so. in the early 1900s and the early part, that was a big thing to go out to the cave. They yeah. mentioned picnics that several picnics and picnics and mm-hmm. climbing down into it. Um, back then it was an all graffiti. So it probably looked. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. It was a little more respected yeah. than maybe now. Yeah. yeah. The, the two places were Cuna caves and they loved lunch along Indian Creek mm-hmm. or okay. having picnics along Indian Creek. Yeah. And, um, and then the, on the Chautauqua Indian Creek, too. Yes, on the end. Oh, those went, go way oh, back. Yeah, the big parades. Back. They bring oh, yeah. elephants Chautauqua. and camels mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. everything to town. Chautauqua. That's right. Mm-hmm. Big thing. It's a traveling parade. That would come into Cuna. Oh, kind yeah. of, it's it kind of like Cuna days now. All over a small town. American Experience did a whole episode on Chautauqua and it was a huge thing back then. And Cuna actually... Raise the money, push, pitched in, and we were the only town in the whole valley to have Chautauqua. So people came from all over to see it. Yeah, it was a big thing, circus. Kind, kind of cute to do a three day event, and each day yeah. was something different. And it was yeah. a free event because yeah. the community oh. was able to pay for oh, them. Yeah, to come they in. brought it. Yeah. Yeah. People a came ramp down on the creek where old, the old Model A's would go up the <laughs> ramp, jump, the, jump oh, over, wow. and go down the oh, other my side. Goodness. It was a big to do. Yeah. Yeah. Back it's then. in our Orange Community book. It's right. Okay. Like before Barnum and Bailey did yeah. start their yeah. circuits. You know. Yeah. And it was said in the book that a lot of people from Nampa and Boise came out. It was a, a big hit here in Cuna. Yeah. Yeah. Fall Festival in downtown Cuna every year. We Yeah, I remember yeah. the Harvest Festival we used to have Yeah. in October or September, October. Yeah. Yeah. But at Indian Creek, they down at the bottom of the hill, they had an old, um, maybe it was a World War II barracks building. It looked oh. like it. But it was built for the food service and they couldn't mm-hmm. afford food service back then. So the PTA mothers uh, cooked them, cooked their, I don't know, they might've been cold lunches yeah. for, for the, for the kids for many years until oh, the wow. district was to get funding, but they used it. When right. I first came here, it was still, that, they, and we and still the, used it. And they had the, to all like Ross and Indian yeah. Creek they all, and the high school. They all had to walk to yeah. that building yeah. to have lunch. My father-in-law had walked there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think when I came, it was still a brick building where the bus garage kind of was. And that uh, old gym, I could be wrong, but. Oh, they, like they went to the old there. high school for a yeah, while. Yeah, they yes, did. Until they built and Ross. Then, until they built. And that was they could walk. They built the, yeah. Which became Ross. Yeah, and so it was yeah. used by three. And, and that was very interesting to me after teaching Meridian for a year to come out here and all these kids. And you had to have They're your walking. kids in and <laughs> out. Yeah. And not even, you know, like teachers didn't follow them from the 
I think it was the junior high at that time or from Ross, they just let them go and the kids would go and go back and what a responsibility they had. It was just really interesting to watch that. Um, And as a first year teacher out here, I'm like, what? I let my kids go down that hill by themselves, (laughs) you know? Uh, And sure, they were very responsible. Yeah. So So they'd eat lunch all together. Uh Uh-huh. And and then then they'd clear out. And then the next, like Ross would come in and then the junior high would come in. Um, and I do believe they could also eat uptown. So at the junior, if you were the junior high age, you had an Opus campus wow. type of thing. And I think they went to Ben's, some of them. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So that was kind of their thing. So, yeah. Just part of that CUNA history. Yeah. So the yeah. cavemen from the, the two, there were two big places to socialize, uh-huh. the caves and Indian Creek. So make CUNA High School a caveman makes sense. Yeah. And obviously still does, but... Because it's still there, just not the yeah. same as it was. So what are some notable milestones or events in the in CUNA High's history? Anything stand out to you? I think it's unique until recently that all of the original schools were yeah. named after founders of, yeah. of our com- community. Yeah. Teeds. Uh, Ross's, Hubbard, Reed's, Hubbard's yeah. were all su- significant supporters of education in CUNA. And a fun story is I was involved with naming uh, the junior high mm-hmm. on Porter uh, Fremont Teed yeah. uh, when the junior high moved to the old high school. Yeah. And I was driving a bus here recently. I mean, since I retired ten years ago, and when and I was driving special ed bus, and the aide goes, mm-hmm. "I don't know who ever named this school." She goes, "We got Teed and Reed, and every time they come over the radio as a bus driver, I can't tell which school they're talking about." Well, then, then um, the principal, the new principal, I just went blank on her name. At Deb, yeah, McGrath? Deb yeah. McGrath. Yeah, I, she called me about the name and wondered about Fremont. I said. Perfect, yes. because yes. that solves the Teed Reed p- problem and yeah. still keeps the history of the name. And yeah. that's, that's a nice name. I like it. And it's neat in those schools because they, they have pictures of oh, the yeah, founding all the fathers history and up on their District walls. office is full of yes. all the old pictures. Yes. That so is Ido Pizza. Yeah. I remember yeah. the first yeah. time I went in there and I thought, oh, those are out of the old the old book, you yeah. know, of what we we teach CUNY history with, and it, it's it's interesting. Again, I think it's so important for our members of our community to just, um, you know, relate yeah. to that. This is their community. This is what it was like. Yeah. Three things I want to say about the the old high school yeah. is that one of the things that still maybe not today, but when I was superintendent, was a controversy was back in the 40s. They changed the colors from orange and black to gold and black. And one of our notable graduates at the time was Hugh Brady, who had uh, Idaho Sporting Mm -hmm. Goods, and he would come out and I'd run into him at the at the cafe or at the Idaho Pizza, and he'd always call me over and say, you need to get that color change back to <laughs> what it should be, and and would tease me about that. Thank you and, for bringing that up, because there's some in the history, you know, in the vault and storage, orange Ks. Yeah. So thanks for and then clarifying that. where the library is, our school mm-hmm. district housed the library at yeah. the old junior high for many years, and then, then when they floated a bond for their own building, the district yeah. donated the land yeah. for the current library, yeah. which sits on the site of the original CUNA football field. Oh, cool. Which was across yeah. the street from the high school. 
There's a lot of pictures of the team playing in yeah. the house. That's still yeah, the, in the house corner. is still there. Is in, in the, the background. Is in the, the pictures. Yeah. Oh, that's really. And one neat. of the things I read in the book of the CUNY history was uh, one of the games we actually beat Boise. Oh yeah, that was a big 55, thing. Fifty-five, fifty-six. It broke the record for number of wow. wins. And Boise was amazed. Yeah, they're like thinking CUNY is just yeah. this little tiny town. Straight games they won in fifty-five, fifty-six. Oh, wow. And another fun thing was. Um, the superintendent of Boise uh-huh. that just retired, uh-huh. Co- Kobe, Kobe Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. His father was superintendent uh-huh. of Boise when I was superintendent, uh-huh. and he started his career as the football coach for CUNA High School. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is I really cool. Fun. I'll have to tease him about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is fun just to learn things I didn't know. I know, I didn't so, know that either. And you probably remember when they tore it down. I, I was yeah. telling Eric's at lunch, one of my Biggest disappointments, yeah. which I had no control over. I was hired in the summer or in April of 96 to mm-hmm. start in the fall. Mm-hmm. And like at the May board meeting, the yeah. v- board voted to tear down that high school. Yeah. And so in July and August, when I took over, it was being dismantled. Ugh. And I would have I would have saved it. Yeah. I mean, tried to. Yeah. It, it could have been used for so many things. Yeah. And there was, I heard a lot of unrest in the yes. community. My whole tenure, people were yep. still upset that yep. that building was torn down. Yeah. Yep. It was a favorite to a lot of people. And I mm-hmm. think the more you teach here and you're part of the community, you realize there's a lot of old timers here mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. people, generations. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of the Wheeler family. Uh, and the Thorntons. And the, it yeah, just yeah. goes on yeah. and on and on. Yeah, like three or four generations of, of kids and the attending. Reeds. Yeah, the Reeds yeah. all attending here. So it really means something to them. And I know the gym right now is yeah. something that really means a lot to them. And some yeah. of them will come in and do walk around the gym. And and uh, they remember when they went to school. We, I, I, you may still, we had some older people that would walk laps mm-hmm. in the morning that attended that school, yep. you know? yeah. So could you explain, so they demolished the high school and we kept the gym, which is still Mm -hmm. used today, very much used by kids and the community and our own staff is, um, our tech team is housed there. Um, And I know where the old high school is, is where we all park downtown now. Do you know why that decision was made to tear it down as it, opposed to invest? It had been empty for like 15 yeah. years, and I'm sure there was developing leaks, and yes. and they were worried about liability. And But uh, it could have, you know, I could envisioned it as a alternative school, sure. a district office, sure. even a, making the basement with a ramp for maintenance. Yeah. I, it just seems like there could have been something, but, it, you know, back sometimes it's just easier, we talk about, to tear down and build new. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's the cost when you're dealing with cheaper. schools and school boards. It would have been yeah. not yeah. cheap to— Right. No. You couldn't have brought it back probably as a school board. Yeah. But, uh, no, and when you're working on the budgets we work on as a school mm-hmm. board, you don't have that extra money. Yeah. But I hate to see it go. I understand yeah. it. I just yeah. would have loved to have had the been involved in trying to— Save Look it. at alternatives. Okay. As yeah. a history buff, I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah. It would yeah. have been nice for the community. Yeah, walking into that old gym, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't ever play there as an athlete or anything like that, but I can envision all the games and the excitement in that room, you know, and just the smell of, you know, I mean, it's not a bad smell, it's a good smell, that wood. I mean, it's just so beautiful, too. We've, we've been able to keep a hold of it. Needs some love, though, that's for sure. Eric Dorsey was a former superintendent, 
here. Um, that's where he and his wife, Ardella, actually went to the first dance there. Oh, really? And actually ended up getting married oh, a few years later. But I, really I'm neat. sure they're not the only people. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there are quite a few people who met there. And, and uh, yeah, so it, it means something to people in this yeah, community. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great story, too. So what are some other memorable moments or traditions that you think have shaped our school's identity? You know, one thing as a teacher and as a parent, uh, my kids enjoyed the 13-year club. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there are a lot of kids that they went through all 13 years yeah. with here I in Yeah, I remember Cuna. that. That's a big deal. Yeah, that was yeah. a they huge deal. They always take deal. a picture and put it in the mm-hmm. end. I don't know if they still do, but they did. Yep, I think they, so. I think they still do. There's not as many of well, those 13-year kids, but we still have them. But yeah. that was a huge identity to this community, yeah. and it's kind of funny. My son uh, still, uh, is his roommate happens to be someone he met in kindergarten here in Cuna, oh, cool. and they went through the 13-year school together. Okay. And yeah, it's just kind of an identity that these are Cuna kids all 13 years, yeah. and I think that's kind of special. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? Any other? Well, Traditions or one of the things or, that people mentioned to me with there's that pride that we're our own, you know, mm-hmm. even though you may be bigger and yeah, but w- we have our CUNA pride, and, and yeah. it was very evident that yeah, they're very, very proud to be from CUNA, they're very, very proud that they're farmers and have that tradition. Yep. And during my tenure, with that was really hard, like when yeah. we built the new high school. I love where we put the high school. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be kind of the focal point in the community, but but a lot of farmers did not want uh, us to pay twenty thousand dollars yeah. an acre when we could go across the tracks and get land for two thousand an yeah. acre. And they, as many times as we tried to explain the safety and the yeah. ambulance and all that, yeah. they still couldn't for that difference in money. They just couldn't swallow yeah. it. Yeah. But look at it now, right? It's yeah. something to be proud of well, for I think all of us. A lot of our community members are proud of our schools. I, I oh, look yeah. at Swan Falls. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they've put their money into this. It's a part of who they are. And uh, all of our schools, I really think, are beautiful yeah. and uh, have such history. If you go back to Indian Creek and all the history that that school has, it's it's amazing Don't to you me. love those classrooms? They're beautiful. I do. And I taught I there for them. several years and loved being by the creek. Yeah. And it was you know, there have so been talk over the years of tearing it down. Yep. And I just, it, it does no. No. Even if you use the site for something else. But yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, it I has think a, a lot of teachers in our newer elementaries would love to have a little bit more room, like the Ross and Indian Creek classrooms do. Yeah. What What about you, Eric? With any traditions, like when you were, or memorable moments when you were a student at Cuna High, or that you heard stories of? Um, well, mem- memorable moments would always be the you know burning of the K. Okay. And stuff like that for homecoming. I was part of the last, I think it was junior, senior year. I was part of the first cast oh, yeah. class. Yeah. And can't come together. That was a whole new thing. So we yeah. got to do all the dances and we got to do all the all the student body stuff. Yeah. So I was involved in everything. So one achievement for myself is I never missed a home game or a dance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that got me into it up to pristine college, as you probably could tell. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you those got are memorable moments. I did, right? yeah. yeah. And so that was kind of nice. And it sounds yeah. like now it's not just a class, it's multiple periods or multiple yeah. classes that cast is now yeah. expanded to. So that's that's cool to see. They have almost 80 students involved. Yeah, and, and it's that almost amazing? to me, it's like we were just one small class. How do you manage 80? Yeah. 
kids in, in yeah. doing that, which is great because the more hands, the easier it becomes. Yes. On, not everybody has to attend the dance to right. set up the tables or whatever. Well, That's I'm thinking helpful. of leadership too. How many kids are now being trained with some leadership qualities right. That, right. as they're going through? And what a great way to do that. Yeah, so those are kind of you know memorable experiences. And then growing up, just over off 10 Mile in Hubbard, mm-hmm. Hubbard Road, right? So the founder of the town. Yeah. Um, I lived across the street from the Newlands. And okay. Hub and Mildred uh-huh. Newland were... Hub was born in Happy Valley, Idaho. That doesn't exist. It's right. just a road and on Cuno Road. Yeah. That's the intersection. Well, he, that's his birth certificate. He said Happy Valley. So, you know, he grew up all his life here. Mm. And he, his wife, Mildred, and I can't remember her maiden name, but she said, my mom and dad drove or took a bus all the way back East Coast for Midwest, Minnesota, Michigan, mm-hmm. brought two school buses back. Oh, cool. And they helped build the first bus system for CUNA. Oh, that's and so And there's cool. a picture, and Doug has a picture of yeah. it. And, and, and it was on her wall and shows her mother and her dad and three buses. And according to some of the history books is the school purchased some buses, but then locals also were providing uh, transportation Mm -hmm. methods. So uh, she goes, oh, yeah, my mom would she drove that bus until we had to force her not to drive the bus because her (laughs) shifting leg was was a shaking. She couldn't keep the the shift pedal down. So a lot of history. So I mowed their lawn all through high school and I got his pickup truck. So. A lot of the you history. Got the stories too, I got the stories. Yeah, like, we yeah. sat and had you know food, and and uh, they were and then close to in in their nineties when they passed, and that was ten plus years yeah, ago uh-huh. now, probably. But she goes, I remember going to the Poplar Grove School, which is off Columbia, uh-huh. where the High Line Star Grange would be uh-huh. and is what's left of it what's is. Left? Yeah, and she goes, I remember sitting under the poplar trees eating my lunch. At that time, there was a building on top of that basement there. So, uh-huh. and she goes, "Yeah, I went to school in the back of a beat truck. We just we just sat down, and we bounced along the road. They just and, put a bench in the back yeah. of their uh, their field truck and a yeah. canvas top, maybe. And and that was your early day uh, bus, school yeah. bus, until her parents and the school kind of invested in these buses now. Wow. Yeah, it's well, amazing to hear the old timers say, oh, you know, yeah. I cooked at the. Highland School, or I cooked yeah. out there, the, the other school, Cunamore School, you know, and they would right. use uh, canned foods mm-hmm. that they had from home, yeah. uh, peaches, and yeah. and sometimes the kids have said to me, we loved roll day, because you could smell cinnamon rolls and rolls throughout the school. <laughs> they used to make yeah. them fresh. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's yes. what they said. Oh, For that's our their teacher favorite. beginning teacher yes. meeting, oh, they were so that. good. Yeah. I've got a couple things. One, yeah. I, I assume you still do it, is the senior prank, and that was always yes. my bane of my existence. Yes. <laughs> yes. One year they cut a car in half and oh my glued goodness. it back around the front flagpole. Yes. And I think the worst was when they let the pigeons or whatever into the gym, and yeah. we had to hire a company with to clean it. dark yeah. audio, dark lights to pull yeah. them out because they wouldn't come. And, you know, so it was... Always yeah. wondering, what are they going to do this year? And they got pretty creative. Uh, yeah. Another we like th- friendlier senior pranks <laughs> <Yes. laughs> than those. Yeah. We um, started the night school, which was yeah. really, su- was, I don't know if it's still going. It was really successful. And, so, and it led into summer school. Yeah. Yeah. Summer um, school or alternative high one school, One thing too. I was very proud of, and you've carried on the tradition, as a superintendent youth council. Oh, love it. And Just getting that started again. Wonderful. Rest- I'd gotten the old bus restored that Eric's yeah. now has. Right. And yep. I'd drive to all the schools and pick them up and take them to yeah. the to, to the old gym to have yeah. our meetings in the old uh, locker room. Yeah, 
And of course, the old bus was fun because we we housed it and maintained it yeah. for the community or for the valley for yeah. a number of years. Mm-hmm. And then now Eric's doing that for yeah, us. We really yeah, appreciate he's, you. He's been so good because we couldn't afford to keep it up. And then we can't not talk about our FFA. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's still. The yeah. number one program in the state of yeah. Idaho for FFA is and growing, and it's been since it opened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were the only one when I was here that had three instructors. Right. No other program in the state had three. Yeah. And I went twice with them to nationals, and in fact, I went with Blackstock uh-huh. and Digert, and. They had three first place teams competing at the same yeah. time, so I had to be their coach, and we won. And I got a John Deere emblem awesome. belt yeah. buckle. It's that, an experience that isn't I it? still have. And yeah. one of the fathers of one of the kids made me the leather belt to go with it, oh. and he, he engraved the old school and the oh, old bus oh, on it. Everything nice. put my name on it. But anyway, and then I like that the community before my time when they built the junior high yeah. on Ten Mile and. Boise, mm-hmm. bought the 40 acres and let yeah. the Matthews live there until they died. Yes. And she, when I was there, she would sit by her window every day, the window where the office is now, yeah. and watch the kids yeah. come and go. And I met her grandson, and she, and he told me that that was a, the biggest joy of her day, was seeing the kids come to school. They, they got to where they wave at her and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was love good. it. So those are a few stories I have. And I was going to add also, it was always fun that they had a CUNA trip, a senior trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. Not we a raised lot of our schools, own money. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of schools do that anymore. We Lorraine, Lorraine yeah. Ordell yeah. grew up here, and she, yeah. the, back in the old days, fifth grade, they took them to the airport, and, and the whole class got to go into DC-3, oh, cool. and they flew them all over the valley. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They wouldn't do that anymore. No, I mean, how, no. That's still her highlight <laughs> of school. It might take us a couple weeks <laughs> <laughs> to get all the fifth graders there. They used there. to do that, and we'd go down to Napa and uh, at the railroad yard. Yeah, yeah. And you could go to the roundhouse and then, you know, on a locomotive back and forth. Yeah, things like that. Amazing. Yeah. One of the things that I hear in all of your stories is the important part the community played in making sure children were educated, right? Whether that be volunteering their canned goods to feed them or paying for uh, facilities to be built or putting transportation systems together. What, it's a small, what would you, yeah, what small would you say town about mentality, that? and that's—I'm not that old, but I'm—it's a—I feel like the small town mentality is, is going, and it's going fast. Yeah, it's not going to be around much longer, and yeah. a lot of new people are coming in, which is great. More people and more—you know—tax dollars, right? But yeah, I don't know. I don't know that the CUNA that we know and what we're all talking of here mm-hmm. is going to be a thing of the past, and it's going to be quick. And I was on the two early two thousand side, so yeah. I still got to see small town CUNA. Yeah. The values, the CUNA high school used to do that parade, homecoming parade. Yeah, I don't know. We do a homecoming parade anymore. Yeah, yeah we, we did do. one on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah usually this we block off back. the downtown. Yeah, and yeah. So and I would love to bring come. the bus down mm-hmm. for that, but um, you know, I was sure. in the FFA float, and yeah. we have pictures of that, and that'll you know, yeah. Looking back at those pictures, like how much town has changed. The old time parades, I, I loved yeah. it. You know, the only one place I ever knew that did it. They'd started. They started the. The old gym, and they'd go clear through town, turn around, and you got to see the parade twice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, if you didn't get it the first time yeah, on one it. side, you got to see the yeah. other side. Yeah. So I think the best way to preserve the, 
if we all these values is we've really got to instill in the new in the kids but not just teach it once in third grade or fourth grade yeah. you've got to refresh it in high school because if they're not getting taught the local history or the state mm-hmm. history yeah. so the schools are the centerpiece is yeah. going to carry on those traditions yeah. if we don't do it. Nobody else will. Right. It, it goes to connecting your school with your community. Mm-hmm. One thing that makes me really sad is I've talked to some people uh, in Silver Trail who teach kids that have never even been to CUNA because they live on yeah. the Meridian side and they have Meridian addresses and they have never even been to downtown CUNA. And I think, oh, that, to me, that's sad. Yeah. Because yeah, we're growing a new downtown right here on yeah, Meridian. That's yeah. just like yeah. Meridian, Old Town, and the village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old Downtown is being forgotten in well, a way. Yeah, we yeah. have Mr. Fiss. Um, Mercantile was there, mm. and his sister, who was uh, an old maid, I guess. She had the millinery <laughs> shop, you know, and all of the things we um, had downtown. Those buildings still are have. still there. They're, They're still, still there. there. Gas yeah. stations now that you have a Super C was a gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things. The old um, liv- livery, what I want to yeah. say, uh, where they did the blacksmith shop yeah. is still there. Yeah. Well, the CUNA yeah. Bank also. Issues yeah. with burning down again. But yeah. <laughs> They've rebuilt. Well, then to see the CUNA Bank, the CUNA State Bank, when that facade got knocked off, the original facade was, as you can see now, that was what they allowed. They painted over the sign. It said CUNA State. It was faded. And I thought that you should leave that and then put your new sign in the window. But again, like Doug was saying, it starts at the school level because, I mean, okay, if you didn't go to school here, you can't blame you. But, you know, new businesses come in and the, and. Hopefully the city council or the people running the town came out of CUNA schools. And if they understand that history, then they're going to put into laws and, and regulations that for preservation. Well, that's why I think it's important uh, to celebrate 100 years yeah. and to tell the stories that you guys Get are sharing so that the next generation and, CUNA and is new people know. supporting the history. Yeah. They're, the city hall is finding they want to, at least last time I talked, they wanted to find a person to be paid to run the, the museum mm-hmm. or the history side of it, which is good. There's no other community in this valley right now that's going, hey, we're, let's make a fund from our yeah. city yeah. to pay for a curator. Not even Nampa's doing that. Yeah. Some of my favorite memories as a teacher was taking my blowhorn and taking the kids on a tour of CUNA where we actually uh-huh. got to right. see the buildings that still exist. So, and we would, away we would yeah. go and look at all the buildings and it was fun. And again, I think it allows those kids to make a connection mm-hmm. to where they're being raised. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's something I'd like to see us do again. But I enjoyed it because I, I love history. So it was mm-hmm. fun to say, you know, this is Mr. Fiss's store. And this is the first. And here's this, what he looks like. Yeah, this is, well, they knew what <laughs> yeah, he looked like. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, one of the houses, the first indoor plumbing, we was over by the Methodist Church. And we'd, we'd go down there and uh, just take a look at CUNA because a lot of these things still exist. Uh, the Pioneer Cemetery where the uh, yeah. old short line uh, railroad people. And diphtheria. Yeah, diphtheria. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. buried there, and it's out on Stagecoach Road. And uh, those are things I don't even think people in our community know anymore. Yeah. But they're they're there; they exist, and uh, it's part of our history. Yeah. And makes and Indian Creek and Ross being downtown, you can do the walking tour easily. Cause, yeah. And there's so much history. I just took a walk downtown probably last winter, and sure, there's houses everywhere, but even the telephone pole, you know, on the corners date back to the 30s still. Yeah. Just these wooden posts, things yeah. that you just don't see. Yeah. There's so much 
if you just take a walk. Yeah, the yeah. old sleeping porches where they sleep yeah. out front. Reynolds oh, yeah. is another name. Yeah. Uh, Warren Reynolds, yeah. Get, you know, and the Reynolds family and what they, commu- you know, Absolutely. have donated to our community. Another old name that's really done a lot, but it's fun. Yeah. So thinking of 100 years of CUNA High School and all the history, what's something that you would hope, um, since we're talking about the next generation and new people to our community, what's something that you want people that are new and people and young people that are coming up through our school system, what do you want them to know about that hundred years and what's to come, what has passed? That's a good question. <laughs> I'd like to see them connect okay. with a community. Um, it's been fun for me. I'm on the committee. And so I want to just say anybody that's an alumni mm. on February 9th, we're going to be uh, celebrating all the alumni from CUNA at 10 o'clock in the gym and uh, just have people march through the decades. It's been fun for me mm. to listen to some of these old alumni talk. And I uh, think I found the oldest alumni. If it's not her, please give me a call or let me know. <laughs> but her name is Bonnie Compton Jerome. Mm. And she is 100 years old and she graduated in 1942. And she's still pretty Alive and well. Good. Uh, and so... Will she be at the celebration? Uh, she's planning on it. Oh, you know, when good. you're 100 years yes. old, you go, you go yes. day by day. Um, and then I have found Doris Wheeler, and uh, she graduated in 1947, and Jean Cook, who graduated in 1950. And I think just the connection to those people that, hey... Yes. So it's been fun. I found quite a few, uh, for those of you who know Lola Ward or had her as a mm-hmm. teacher. She's a graduate. She was a Palmer. And 1955. Great. So we've got a lot of graduates coming. So I guess to answer your question, I like to see them connect with yeah. each other and feel that rich tradition and history of this community. Great. It's going to be harder yeah. because having seen what happened in Meridian, once you build a second high school, yeah. you're not Division. there yet with being yeah. separate, but once it becomes its own separate entity, then they become rivals. Right. Yes. And you have to work much harder to keep that community yeah. presence. One yeah. thing Meridian does that I love, didn't know about till I was older, once you have your 50-year class reunion, they start having a golden reunion mm-hmm. every year, and all the classes can come. And it's mm-hmm. just at the high school, in the cafeteria, yeah. but you have the whole span of years and the whole span of all the high schools yeah. are able to, well, not all of them because they're not 50 years reunions yet but that we all get together and it's been so fun and you'll see some of the old old timers that you can learn from too still yeah and they see people and yeah so that'd be maybe a new tradition if you don't to start i don't know if we do that in fact i when i talked to some of the alumni um that was something they wanted to start because they feel that they're getting older and they'd like to combine yeah. with other groups. But I don't yeah. think that has started yet, Dr. Rutan. And I think and it's something to be good. And they have a rotation where, uh, like the 50-year class after their 50th year, then they sponsor it the next year. So it's always a different class yeah. that knows that they have to put it on. But it's the same place. The yeah. cafeteria serves the food and but yeah. it's a great, you know, great meeting place. What a yeah. great idea. Yeah. I know a lot of this group still meet like for lunches coffee. or oh, coffee. Yeah. A lot of the old teachers yeah. do. Yeah. Teacher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they still meet. Uh, and I think that's cool. And it'd be nice to, like you said, bring them all together. But as I've talked with them, they said, oh, yeah, we go to lunch once mm-hmm. every three months or, you know, and, and meet up. And I, met, I interviewed one of the older ladies for my doctorate. And she says, my favorite thing is when the lot group gets together and I go, Lot group? She goes, yes, little old teachers. 
they were doing that. And, and they oh, love getting that. Have you been to Swan Falls with the history? Like, there's a whole. I haven't been in, no. Oh, we need I know to get you, you saw out there. The, there. The mural of and, them. And keep the class pictures. And, I assume you're still doing yep, that. Yep, that does yep. not happen in many schools. Nope. Yeah, and it, whenever I'm in that hallway for an event or yeah. something, people are always looking at the pictures and someone will say, there's me, yes. there's my uncle. Yes. They're constant. They, they moved the decade pictures into like the CUNA Performing Arts hallway just yeah. so that like all people, this, this, the people tenure groups see. are together. And that's been kind of a fun little change just to That's to a tradition that. that I don't yeah. think a lot of schools do. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun to go yeah. back and see people. Maybe another appreciation in the community is in the high school level because you get taught your local history so young that by high school level, you're kind of like, nah, don't care. Maybe is to have, have the kids do some kind of a project in that community, in the community, mm-hmm. get out there and you meet the, you know. And you make intergenerational connections right. and you know and where you're coming from. And, and, your, you're and living. your Veterans Day has become a huge oh, tradition. It's huge. Right. Keep it's that up. huge. I was going to say, huge. let me make a plug for that. I know our centennial um, celebration. We're looking at, I think, the month of April, getting CUNA kids out, doing things yes. for the community yep. as part of the celebration. So I, I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah. And one that, that hopefully maybe it'll be a tradition of starting or something. I'd love a couple to years see that. ago, the historical society we, that was here is here, the logo was drawn by an art student. Yeah. So that connected, you know, yeah. the art student got some real world experience. and Yeah. And it helped you out too. Well, yeah. and that reminds me too, the little I vote. Yeah. When you vote, uh, the one with the woman, I think it's yeah. Susan B. Anthony, was created by a CUNA student. Mm-hmm. It's fun to hear what our students have done down yeah. after they've graduated. We have quite a few, so that's... Well, I think we have over 400 people that have filled out the little survey that said we want to keep connected to our school and celebrate. And so I'm excited about February 9th. I'm event. so excited about February yeah. 9th. If you, if you could gather the different images of the caveman over the years oh, and that's those really fun because yeah. they were pretty idea. rough looking in the old yes. days they yeah. were real cavemen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. then they became more yeah, yeah. sophisticated <laughs> I think yes. is the term maybe not well <laughs> society has changed yes, yes. but yes. that's an awesome idea I yeah. like that that's awesome yeah that's fun so what are some questions I should have asked that maybe I haven't asked so far we moved here because of a better lifestyle Small town community, mm-hmm. farming, all that. And how do we keep that small town feel? Yeah. That's a good question. Because I do think that when when people talk about why they moved here, they like, the they do, they say the small town community, how do we keep that? Keep our sense of history, keep our old buildings. And to do that, you've got them. to inform the public. From yeah. their children and themselves on the importance of... Yeah, I love to tell people, this was a millinery shop. Yeah. What is a millinery? had a creamery building as a brick, and I think now that's the Uptown Car Wash. It I is. Mm-hmm. But behind the Uptown Car Wash is still a volcanic-built... I called it the Smokehouse, and it's still yeah. there. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew anything on that, um, but... When I first came, right there. It, was a so- it was the creamery, then it was a sausage place, mm-hmm. and then it burnt. Again, another burning. <laughs> and uh, all that was left was a little bit of the bricks, and that's exactly where the car wash is mm-hmm. today there. Yeah. I mean, that whole, that's right there and right by Indian Creek, right there. That house on Indian Creek down there, that's built on top of the stage stop. Underneath her house, there's oh, wow. volcanic. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And I didn't either. they say that volcanic, that kind of basement root cellar, 
That's the ori- part of the original 15-mile stage stop. And really? in the banks of Indian Creek, especially right now that it's dry, on the north side, so the uptown car wash side, you can go down, and supposedly, if you look, you can see a cut in the rock. That's where the wagon wheel, that was right where the crossing was, where the wagons, the, the silver stage from Boise to Silver mm-hmm. City came. So the epicenter of Kuna, right there, 15 miles from Boise, and then the railroad comes through in 83, and then between, you know, after the railroad and 27 years later, that's when finally the water and then Hubbard and Teed Mm -hmm. starts plumbing. So yeah, that Pioneer Cemetery dates way back prior to even the formation of the town. Oh, wow. And it's all right there, and... So So Lake Hubbard and Lake Hazel were actual lakes named after the Hubbard and, and... Hazel Teed, mm-hmm. you know, there's all this people yeah. don't and know. And they that. tried to, yeah, it was part of irrigation. They tried to dam up those creeks. Yeah. yeah. And the creeks didn't provide enough water yep. for long enough. Yeah. And in the early days, but just like Indian Creek and all that. But yeah, Hubbard built Hubbard Dam. Out you go there. up on the ridge out here yeah. to the end of the road where there's a turnaround. You could still see the tracks yeah. of the old. 15 mile stage mm-hmm. that would go off to Silver I, City. Or I believe we are the only. Cuna, Ada County here, we are the only place left to have ruts, pres- not preserved, but their ruts still not destroyed. And that's Cuna Butte. It went over the Butte. Yep. And you can see them. And then on the backside of the Butte, you can see where they split. They went this way or they went to the left or the right, depending on conditions. You can still see that everywhere else through Canyon to Melba to Reynolds Creek, it's all been in a dirt road or totally yeah. vanished. Yeah. So that's really, you know, hit, it, Kind of unique. We do have historical signs along the Indian Creek. Mm-hmm. If you haven't walked the creek, mm-hmm. there's pictures, and I'm in a picture. I didn't <laughs> want to be in the I mean, I was there, and I was pointing them out. You know, here are the ruts, and I'm just in my, you know, farmer tank top one day. <laughs> Dad's taking pictures, and later goes, oh, well, I needed a picture, and you were in the photo. I'm like, great, so now I'm memorialized on a That's display That's really sign. cool. But... I would have wore something different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's so, we're, we're, you know, we got some of that history out yeah. there. You know, you asked, what can we do? And I think uh, being a teacher, mm. the word I think of is educate. Yeah. Educate the people, allow them to know what it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope people that are listening are interested and, and will contact us. Yeah. Maybe they have more stories to tell us, yeah. or maybe they want to know. You know, more. I do have a. A PowerPoint on the history of the school district. I That'd did present great. it to the student council this year. They had oh, me you over. Did? Yeah, Good. it was fun. We need to record that. That's right. what we'll do. Yeah. yeah. Right, because, you know, right. Doug, you are history now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're part of it. He's on our wall. He's on the wall. Yeah. Superintendent. I was yeah. going to say, Dr. Rutan, I think you gave all the third grade teachers a little uh, disc. With all those pictures on oh, it cool. and, and things that, because uh, I have it. I think Don't I still have it. you guys have here an archive of photographs of yeah, history? Okay, we do. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Digitized a lot. The yeah. library also has a lot of photos. Yeah. Sharon too. Fisher grabbed a yes, lot of them when she wrote book. her book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The high school has most of the annuals. Mm -hmm. I think they're missing a few years, starting with 1920, was that 1929. Um, So that's not bad when your first was 1924. But if someone has annuals that far back, please. We'd love to have them. We'd love to have them. Yeah. And we actually had a a family bring in some, and we don't know the history of them, but it's called the Chatterbox. I don't know if any of you have heard of this, but they're little copies of and I would I would say an underground newspaper kind of type of thing you know not in a 
maybe a traditional sense of an underground newspaper, but just little f- stories about different people in the in the school and you it mean was gossip. World <laughs> gossip. Yes. Gossip. Well and Cuna's and, good for that one too. <laughs> right. But but it was during the World War Two. And so this, you know, this student is now going off to war. And I mean it was fabulous. So we have those to be able to share um and, and somehow gather. I'd love to share with you, Eric's, to get some ideas of how to keep it. And the newspaper has um a the history Cuna of News. all of well, and even just the Cuna High School oh. newspaper when they physically mm-hmm. printed those. That would be in part of my day when I was there. But the Echo, and then it was called different things. Oh, yeah, so, the Echo. Yeah. yeah, so they they have those too. So I'm hoping those will be out on displays for people to see. Yeah, we were so. still doing that, and when I was in high school, uh-huh. the Echo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's yeah. digital. Now it's digital. Right? Yeah. I was just saying. I think, my, I think my son yeah. wrote sports for the Echo. Yeah. He was into yeah. the sports yeah. part. Yeah. Well, it took me a while to understand joint CUNA school district. It's because we joined all those little schools oh, yeah. together. In 1950. Yeah. yeah. 15 all of, of them. Yeah. yeah. yeah we had so many. I mean, a lot of people, there was a school in the corner, Columbian Meridian, you know, mm-hmm. the Mora School, Columbia. which still stands. Mm-hmm. 10 Mile. 10 Mile. There was the, the High Line, Poplar Grove School. Mm-hmm. All these little ones that have almost completely if, gone now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. My husband and I... Wanted so bad to buy the Cunamora school and oh, live in it. Yeah. And we just couldn't swing it for what they wanted, and it needed a lot oh, of yeah. help. And That's why we're like, yeah. oh, wouldn't that be cool to live in a school? But we did. They, the <laughs> society did go through and get pictures of before the restoration. Yeah. So we do have some photographs of before. And he's doing a nice and job. He's doing a good job great. with that restoration. Yay, yeah. we'll have to go Saving out and connect. It. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. Well, my my first memories of CUNA was as a young person, like little girl, and my grandparents had a ranch out in Owyhee County in Reynolds Creek and um, kind of Wilson area too. Um, and so I would get in a car and come to CUNA and, and go with my grandpa in his truck and get feed for cows and sheep and all sorts of things and then truck on back out into the boondocks. And, you know, maybe go have a little sandwich or something like that. And so little did I know that I would be spending my career in this sweet town uh, full of stories and really great connections with the people of the past and the people of today. Just an interesting side note as a teacher, one of the first things I got after I've been here just a month was, our son will not be in today. He will be out for the week helping with the harvest. And that was just interesting. And that was the Patterson family, by the way. They're an old-time family at Ivan Patterson. And so it was like... Oh, people still do yes. that? You know, it was just interesting yeah. as a teacher. I never had heard that excuse. And it yeah. wasn't an excuse. It was right. a reason. It was either my child's sick or whatever, but well, it was still going week. on. Yeah. You yeah. learn about that. Oh, Laura Ingalls kind right. of thing. Yeah. Right. Little yeah. house and the yeah. thing. Back then, the kids would help the farm, but truly it was still going on in the 80s. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for spending time with me and talking about our past because we look in our past to see where we have come from right and maybe to help inform where we're going into the uh, the next steps of of our community so as we wrap up today's episode i want to invite past alumni to get involved with the activities planned to celebrate our hundred years of cuna high school including a birthday party celebration Friday, February 9th at CUNA High School starting at 10 a.m. And we hope to see you there. Even if you're not an alumni of CUNA High School and you just want to celebrate the great community 
um, where we all work and live together. We'd love to have you there. Thank you to our listeners for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes, please feel free to reach out. Thank you to our amazing podcast producers, Allison Westfall and Troy Stevens. Yay! Until next time, stay curious, stay connected, and remember, together we can.